0: Hello, 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 it is I, the popcorn princess herself, Ryan Courtney, back with another episode of Pop Music for Smart People. And we got a special one for you today because I did another artist interview, and I got to interview the lovely Miss Emily Deal. She resides in Nashville and is honestly just coming out with some amazing music, y'all. I mean, just bangers, okay? And she is maybe one of the loveliest people I've ever met. Um, Just was a really awesome talk, and we just kind of dived into some of the stories behind her songs, um, you know, what her life has been like. She moved, you know, from South Carolina to LA to Nashville, so... Just that journey for her and then also too, like what she's got coming up in the future and some things that we're excited about to hear from her uh so yeah i'm really excited for you guys to hear this also tomorrow is the beginning of june which as we all know is pride month so this entire month of june i am only featuring um purely lgbtq plus uh, artists and i'm really excited about it so each week we'll kind of have a different you know genre Uh, We're going to kick it off this week with some ladies, so tune in for that, please. That episode will be out on Friday. But yeah, I just wanted to really highlight, you know, there's there's queer people out there just making amazing music and and really making some awesome moves, and they, you know, they need representation just like everybody else, and so yeah, I'm just going to highlight them this whole month. So yeah, I hope you guys can tune in for all that and check out some amazing queer artists along the way. All right, y'all. Well, enough of that. It is time now um, for my little chat with Emily Deal. So here she is. Hey, guys, how you doing? I am here um, with Emily Deal. Thank you for joining us. Hey, Emily, how you doing?
1: Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you for
0: having me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Welcome to Pop Music for Smart People. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) So, yeah, I featured you on my episode last week, uh, Calling the Four Corners, which is my nod to music and also to my love of the craft because I'm a 90s kid so <laughs> love I don't know that. if you've ever seen it.
1: Same. <laughs> yeah.
0: I literally have done, I did one episode uh, that was like a Mean Girls mashup and then I did this one so.
1: Oh that's amazing. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to yeah. check that out. I love Mean Girls. Who doesn't rather, though, right? Like my favorite
0: movie. Yeah exactly. If you don't like Mean Girls <laughs> then we can not hang out. <laughs> I, don't tr- I don't
1: think I trust you if you don't like Mean Girls.
0: Absolutely not, yeah. <laughs> so how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. I'm just actually been um, working on some TikToks just before I logged on here.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Same. I've been on TikTok all day.
1: Right? I'm not sure how you found me, but I'm assuming maybe TikTok?
0: No. So actually, um, you live in Nashville, right? Yes. Yeah. So I'm from Nashville. So when I, w- I go down there quite a bit because my family and a bunch of my friends still live there. And uh, I was down visiting my friends one weekend. And my friend Gerald Mattis actually, oh my gosh, you guys have to see this video. And he showed us the video for O's in yeah. the middle of Broadway. Yeah. And we there was like, there was like 15 of us at my friend Jesse's house and we're all just like watching it like, what is happening right now? <laughs> like it was so amazing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I love hearing that. It's like 90, 90% of the time people, people are like, I, I see you on my For You page. And so it's always so nice to hear something new that it's like word of mouth.
0: It's actually so bizarre that like, cause I have this podcast for music and I feel, I feel like I don't find... A lot of the musicians or the artists that you know i feature on tiktok i don't know my for you pages is, is bizarre i must have so the algorithm
1: <laughs> mine's actually um i i'll always scroll through like a lot of the time i scroll through to get tiktok ideas and um half the time it's videos of dogs <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah oh my god. same oh my god there's so many pets on mine yeah i know so, like, <laughs> pets okay. and like people doing like impressions like that's it
1: true yep that too i feel like
0: it's hard i feel like right now it's so hard to get ideas on tiktok just because like every i feel like it's a lot of the same like stuff over and over again you know which i mean oh i still i shit. get on there every day and i watch it but
1: <laughs> it's almost and it's almost too like it's becoming so saturated but also so competitive with all these other apps that like the only way i felt recently like unless i do like I've I've been known to do like a lot of outrageous things to promote my music. Um, that stuff, you know, if it's something like super epic, that will do really well. But lately, it's like you gotta follow the trends. You gotta do something that's you know that's trending, that's like unique to the TikTok platform. That like you can't you know, and it's like this is just this is boring.
0: <laughs> yeah. no. the only other, the other thing I've been noticing a lot lately too is like there's so many like i'll get to something and i'm like oh this looks like a funny video and it's just an ad you know and it's like been a lot of that on my for you page lately where i'm like creators are just like making like so many ads and i'm like yes Uh at some point it's gonna have to break and they'll have to get away from that a little bit but
1: yeah and it's like all i don't know if you've noticed this but all musicians now are like sitting in their cars trying to trying to make their music (laughs)
0: Oh, wow. like what is yeah. that? Oh, I love that. I've seen so many of those. Like they're like, and they sometimes they act like it's not even their song. They're like, oh, this song today like came out, and I'm like, wait, is this your song? Yeah, <laughs> are, you, <laughs> are you singing? you're you're excited about your song? Of course you are. <laughs> like, you're not
1: fooling us. <laughs>
0: yeah, like I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, oh wait, oh this is you, okay.
1: Yeah, like I and I just don't like I don't understand when that became a thing like when people decided that that they were gonna sit and watch a video of someone sitting in their car listening to music like that just became the ultimate way to get a song to blow up it's so strange to
0: me i actually follow i've been following this one guy for a long time on tiktok just because his voice is amazing and here recently he actually he like has just like moved to his car he used to do all of his videos in his bedroom or in his house and now he just like sings in his car i'm like i mean it's still good but i'm like what you, what's going on? What's happening here? <laughs> <just> Why?
1: Like, <laughs> I don't know if it's an algorithm thing or what, but yeah. it is yeah, it's rampant on the app right now.
0: It's bizarre. Yeah. So uh so what brought you to you're from South Carolina? Correct. Yes. Yeah. How's South that?
1: Carolina. Um I live in Nashville now, but I have been several other places. Um I moved out to LA actually when I was seventeen. I grew up dancing. Um, so I started with that and then learned how to um, sing and I learned how to write songs. And after that, I kind of say the rest is history. I very quickly, once I moved to LA, fell out of the dance industry um, just as a profession and um, fell in love with, I think first I fell in love with writing songs. And then once you know I've, I've been several other places I went on tour in China I moved to Charleston to kind of work on my writing a little bit more and then you know wound up here and then once I was able to incorporate all of the different things that I'm good at and figure out I guess who I am as an artist which I really haven't done until this the past couple of years um, then I'm falling in love again with the performance aspect of it and you know the the entertainment portion of it which was how i started you know in theater and in dance and now that i'm able to express myself that way as a musical artist um now that's that's my favorite thing
0: honestly that was, that was what was so like stunning about o's is the song is i mean a banger it's so good um thank but you. that music video compared with it was just like whole that took it to a next level it was awesome it was thank really
1: you so much oh, that was just such a it was really intended to be like i I'm I'm very visual and I have to have a video with like every song that I put out because it's like, it's a part of the recipe to me. I can't fully tell the story without having a visual aspect to it. And I just did not have an idea. I had like ideas for everything, all the other songs, like before O's and after O's, I just did not have an idea for O's and like, it really happened by accident. I was in TikTok. <laughs> wow, I worked out. Yeah, I know. I um <laughs> I was uploading a video from a dance class that I had taught earlier that day. I accidentally put the video in reverse and I was like, wow, this is like mesmerizing. And I was like, wow, I could do a whole music video like this. And then I started, you know, obviously there, there's artists that have done that in the past. I know Coldplay's done it and People on TikTok were quick to comment that I was not the first, and that other people have done that.
0: <laughs> oh my god! But but thank you, was, thank uh, you, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, I'm not prefer- the first. What? I, yeah.
1: <laughs> Never thought I was the first. Everybody.
0: um Like no one on TikTok is the first. No one's the first. Pretty much of anything. Of anything like, but, anymore. We're all. But just- the way you did it, though, you made it. Like you made it so true to you and like i mean it was it was honestly like one of the best videos i've ever seen in my entire life it was really good thank really you so really good much. yeah thank you
1: it was a lot of work
0: <laughs> yeah Better was life. it one shot it
1: was one shot yeah and that we is. did it at like <laughs> i think we did it start to finish around 50 times
0: because over that's crazy
1: over the course of several weeks because um we shot it on my iphone i had my manager shoot it for me on my that iPhone. that was shot on an iphone an iphone yeah
0: <laughs> zero budget
1: literally zero budget
0: and that is that's that's really cool
1: thank you yeah we were just trying to be resourceful it was in the middle of a pandemic so luckily the streets weren't super busy because it was in the middle of a street um until yeah we had no, to- that's
0: that was would- I'm oh, sorry. That was just another really nostalgic thing for me about it, because I'm from, I grew up in Dixon, Tennessee, and then lived pretty much a whole life in Nashville. So I moved to Chicago four years ago, uh, so just seeing it like in the middle of Broadway was like really cool.
1: That really cool. is so cool. Yeah, uh, we were, we've been um, in the middle of putting together another music video right now in the middle of a street, and we've been having so many issues. And me and my manager are both like, why was O's not this difficult to find a street that worked? And we were like, ah, this was like. Mid pandemic, yeah, no one was, it was doing great... anything. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, it was like barren. I didn't see anybody like in the entire video. There was like nothing.
1: No, there really wasn't like, despite all the issues we really did have, compared to like trying to accomplish something now there really was not that many traffic issues and like pedestrian issues whatever and for the most part people also stayed out of our way because they were like what yeah are these exactly crazy people doing <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah or people just like trying to be in the video like
1: yeah that too, uh, that
0: too. yeah because i can only imagine like you really like for the for that video it was kind of like the perfect time actually because otherwise that broadway is like I mean, I remember living in Nashville, and we had like a rule, like we don't go downtown unless we have friends like visiting because it's just it's too totally. it's like too much for me. I it's really madness. do think
1: it was the perfect storm, like everything aligned for us to be able to pull that one off. So I'm grateful.
0: <laughs> awesome. it was really really good. Thank um, you. Tell me, I want to know about um, like the some of the recent, or I think they're recent, but the more the more gory videos. What is? <laughs> oh, I like it. it's <laughs> like, such, know like what, a horror geek.
1: Yeah, I never know what the reaction going to be. Some people just don't get it. Some people love I, it. I Some like people it. hate it. Um, yeah, so I filmed a music video for my song, Bloody Love Song. Um, the When I wrote the song, it was about what it really felt like to fall in love to me, and it was not fun. And a lot of my my music and my whole brand actually has been about my horrible dating life, just about my like <laughs> lack of luck with love and relationships in general. Like if you have known me for a while, when, like all my friends really do just think my my love life is a joke at this point. <laughs> and I wrote this song mid like falling in love with someone that was so wrong for me that I knew was so wrong for me, who did not really care about me at all. And um, I would have done anything to be with this person, anything to be with this person. And I sat down at the piano one day to write, I was like tears, like mid cry session writing this song. And it was coming out naturally just really gory. Like I was like, if it'd make you love me, I'd cut off my left leg and give it to you. I'd cut off my arm. Like I would give you literally body parts if it meant that you would love me in return. And it wasn't until I moved to Nashville and I took the, just, it was a very piano ballad. Um, I took it to these producers here called Richard String. um, And we were like, should we just like, we were listening to a bunch of my demos and we all kind of really liked that one. And I was like, I don't really wanna make this a pretty song. Could we just get really weird with it? And in the studio session we is, was when we started, I, I sort of had this idea of the story that I wanted to tell. And basically in the music video, I'm playing the light and the dark. It's kind of in and out of reality and what's going on in my brain. Uh, the way that I think that I'm supposed to feel when I'm falling in love, and the way that I truly feel when I'm falling in love. And um, I always felt like there was this, there was this need for um, co- to be play it cool, just to be the coolest one, and then you have all the power don't act like this. I'm, I'm, I'm totally cool and I'm cute and I'm great. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'm just, I'm, you can fall in love with me so easily because I'm just so cool. And then there's by being that way, it's killing me inside. It's absolutely, absolutely. destroying me inside. And so I was sort of, I, I tell this kind of monologue at the beginning of the video that it's actually the darkness. Um, it's it, that, that, where I can hide where I can hide behind the dark where the light's not shining um and showing the entire world what love is doing to me so the video just kind of flashes in and out of light and dark versions of me and the light version is me very bloody and um I
0: I love it (laughs) I loved I just loved how it did it came off to me that way just like super honest about like it's like there's so many there's so many amazing songs you know and don't be wrong they're awesome songs but I feel like there's so much power behind them and so much emotion and they just do this like, you know, fluttery video of them like, you know, singing powerfully, but like on the water or something like that, like in a flowy gown. It's like, is that really how you're feeling right now? Like,
1: (laughs) is is that really what's going on? (laughs) I think the exact same thing. I'm like, you know, to each their own, but that is definitely not the way you wrote that
0: song. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) exactly. You you wrote it
1: from a much vulnerable place.
0: Yeah. Like you said, just sitting at a piano, just like crying into something. They're like, you know, they're acting like, no, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I got through it and I got it out through my song. It's like, okay, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really? So it's cool to see you actually do that.
1: Thank you. That's, That's what
0: I liked about the O's video too, is like, you know, you could have done this, like choreographed video in the middle of broadway with dancers on stuff, but the way you did it was just so it just seems like so stripped back and that's why it was yeah
1: thank you i like i really do um i pride myself in my music videos i think first and foremost because um mostly because of how resourceful they are all are and just um me and my manager just kind of making the most of of nothing and so that really means a lot to me so thank you
0: what was the uh what was the blood
1: um it was actually fake blood because we filmed it right around this was lucky and not planned but worked perfectly. We filmed it right around Halloween. So all okay. the Halloween no, that works out. Yeah, all the <laughs> Halloween stores were open. So I easily got fake blood and um and we've got a prosthetic heart too that in one of the prom- promo posters my male uh, co-star is holding in his hands. And it's kind of like intended to be out of my chest and in his hands.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the literal, the literal version of yeah, the so literal you know, version of what I'm saying, which is now. actually how it actually feels. So yeah, I totally, I, I understand that. Hundred percent. Like my beating <laughs> heart
1: is just, it, you can do whatever you want with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I liked what you said about like you know trying to act cool and like because and it's funny that we try to still try to do that even though other people know because they've gone through it too. Right. We still try to like play it cool around them. It's like they still look at you and, like i know what's going on you know like i could like i felt that way too so
1: it's so awful like me and my roommate talk about this constantly that it's just like the games are exhausting because it's it's, it is you know it's a fact that whoever cares the most um has the least power and it's
0: a thousand percent so
1: exhausting to like try to care the least and when you really do care about someone and I personally have not ever, I've had, you know, one relationship my whole life and I sometimes question if that was real love. So I don't know that I've ever had an opportunity to be totally free. Like I don't know, maybe nobody really feels that way in the beginning, um, but it, it's such a, dating and, and everything is just, it's so tough.
0: I was single for seven years before I met my husband. I was living in Nashville. He's actually, he's Canadian. So he was just down visiting and I had been single and was about to turn 30 and was like, you know what? It's fine. I'm going to my thirties and I'm just going to be single. Like, I don't need it. Like, literally, that's like right when it happened. Like, it just was like, he came into my bar and we met and that was that, you know, so.
1: It is like a, it's like a letting go of something, I think. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. before that for me too, it was the same. It was like, I it was like, if there's a, if you feel like there's a power struggle or like you have to have the power, someone else has the power that I don't think that that's, you know I, that to me is not real it shouldn't be about that you know
1: I agree I think that yeah. and that's exactly what like is so prominent in our dating culture right now for whatever reason but yeah no, I know I think you're right it's not real love if it has to be that way
0: well and, and two, I mean like guys in general are just like Pig, so the worst. It doesn't change when you're gay, is the thing. It doesn't change, (laughs) guys. So, guys. So I hear you.
1: Yeah, it's funny. (laughs) One of my first viral moments, actually. Well, but my biggest viral moments, I guess, on TikTok was I have a song called Ew,
0: and Uh, I want to talk to you about that one too because I love that song as well. Okay,
1: cool. I made a TikTok going. This is this is the song I wrote about men. It's called Ew. And then I played, in your car? Um, not in my car. I'm <laughs> just kidding. It. I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is
1: pre pre car era. TikTok. I did it
0: first, okay? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I just played a little bit of my song, like pretend played the piano, and then at the end I was like, "You're disgusting," and it like became. Oh my gosh! It was well. How was many? So what did? You, how many?
0: How many views did you get? Or I how many? I like... think
1: now it's probably got three or four million views,
0: but That's it's awesome. because.
1: That's cool. BB Rexa ended up making her own video to it, like used the sound from it. And Charlie, Charlie Puth duetted me and um, it just blew up. And it actually ended awesome. up making my song, ew, like my highest streamed song
0: to date. So
1: it was, <laughs> it's so interesting how those things work. Like it's it honestly, a,
0: I mean, i when I first started the podcast, I like wasn't, I was on TikTok, but not like, like not a lot. And my friend was just like, you need to try to like, you know, do stuff on that on the platform to like you know blow it up and like and get it big. And I'm just like I I try for a little bit. I feel like at 36 I'm just like I just it's 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 exhausting. You know, like it trying is. to like trying to go viral. Those kind of things. I see people doing. It, it's just like it's that's it. Just seems like a lot. Like I'm not doing four videos a day. That's not. Oh, I
1: know it's exhausting, and it will. The way the algorithm is set up, like you have, it's a full time commitment. Like you have to. I took just recently this is the biggest thing in my life right now is I took a 10 day break unintentionally. I just had so much going on. I had people in town because we've been, I've been working on two music videos right now and I had people in town, um, f- helping me film one of them. I was traveling back and forth to film all these things. I just did not have time to create content. And then like when that happens, your views just plummet and it oh, takes it's like, like, it's
0: yeah. You have, have to be, you have to be so committed to it
1: so committed and it's like and i hate i hate talking shit because it's like it has done oh no much for me uh, yeah absolutely and i
0: and i watch it that's things i watch creators i love i mean i'm I'm enthralled sometimes with like TikToks that I see. I'm like that. You, how did you think of that? It's so creative. It's so cool. And like that's why I love the platform. True. But you know those people. That's where it becomes a job. You it's know, their for job. Them. So I know. Yeah. I think that
1: maybe that's what it is. I'm just envious.
0: Like, could this just be my yeah. only job, please? Yeah. <laughs> but for you too, you're great. I mean, that's the thing. Is like when you're when you're an artist. I mean, there's creators on TikTok that are just doing that. You know, but you're you know you're trying, making videos and you're making music, and so it, it can be hard to like. It can be. I actually talk to try to manage all that.
1: Yeah. I I actually talk about that a lot with like my fellow music industry peers that it, we all kind of say it's going to be really interesting to see what music looks like. And even in year with all of this, you know, newness on TikTok with the ambitious nature of trying to go viral on the platform with your music and like how I've noticed the, type of music that goes viral and it's not all of it but the type of music that typically goes viral on that platform is like not something i'm interested in making so yeah so like it will be really interesting to see what you know the music industry and artists look like in a year yeah
0: i've actually seen a couple creators or there was this uh, one guy that i follow and he he's an amazing singer and i love his music and he literally had this one like funny kind of music video thing like go viral and so now that's what he does you know he doesn't like he doesn't make his, which is, I totally get it. Like, and he's, they're really funny and he's really good at it, but it's like, man, I liked your views. You know, I really liked like what you were doing. And now, but he's like, that's, that's what's getting him the views and the, the likes. So, and he's 100%. getting like millions per, per video. So it's,
1: it's almost, go and it's, after like it. a, it's a really interesting, there's like duality to that that I've sort of been going back and forth with in my brain that like, do you do that? To grow the following, and then, like, when you want to put something out, you know, that is more personal, there or that is more, you know, something that you believe in, then you have the platform to put it out to, you know. The,
0: the only fear with that, though, is like you do it, and then people are like, Hey, we want that, we want yeah. the funny video, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> put the little tiny hands back on and do something silly, okay? Like, you know, like, I, mean, see, I see some it's people, true. and I'm like, I'm like, I watch see TikTok sometimes, like, there's someone like, Oh my god, you're an amazing creator, and then there's some I come across, I'm like, how does this have three million views? It's like just someone like, like little tiny hands just like pouring water on themselves. So I'm like, what? <laughs> what
1: is going on here? Yeah, and they just
0: make video after video like that because that's what. Totally.
1: Yeah, you're speaking my language. That sounds exactly like me.
0: So if I had like, I mean, I post. I mean, I still put all my you know stuff on TikTok and and all the social media platforms. But TikTok is also such an interesting platform because whereas like other social media platforms like Insta and Facebook, you can have people running those for you. You know what I'm saying? You can have people like doing those accounts for you and, and, and making posts and all that stuff. But TikTok would really, it has has to be you, you know, it has to be you kind of in the videos and making them, someone can't make a video for you. So it's like, totally. That's what's interesting about it.
1: Totally. Like it's almost like if you aren't, if you don't like break the glass filter and like show who you are and be vulnerable to that platform, you won't make it. It's like, it has to be, And there's like a a spontaneous aspect of it, too, that like, you know, people want to they want to you want you need to lift the veil and show people your life in a raw and its most raw setting. And I I find that that's a, a gigantic reason for my success on the platform, because I was always scared to do that until TikTok came around. Um, this sort of, like, freedom to just be me that I I, I just was never comfortable doing until TikTok. And then there also is the other side of it that is, like, really, really great, crispy, just, like, glossy content that... And I, I think that's just another side of TikTok, too, you know?
0: But I even feel like... I feel like that's almost becoming, like... You know, you see like the social media houses like in LA where there's like, you know, 10 creators all living in this house together and they're just like making these. I feel like even that style, or even though they're younger people, are like, I feel like even that's kind of going out. People like want that realer like content. They want, I think they so want to see too. just that normal person doing something that, you know, like,
1: yeah, I think it's, it's like, like they're,
0: they're almost like being figured out.
1: Yeah. I think those like started with uh, when the app started, like, you know, the the prime focus was like dances, right? Like it was like, just songs and then dance trends to those songs and that's like how the whole app started and then now that like it's taken over that vine aspect where you can just post short video short funny entertaining videos and i think that really is what most people want to see you know
0: unless i honestly I had no clue that people were living like living like that, like in like houses in LA. Like I remember when I first found that out, I was like, "Wait, what? They're not just like these guys? Just all just live in the same subdivision? Like yeah, in, like you know, Texas like moved to LA and are creating like in this house together that like blew my mind. That's, it's crazy. Well, nuts. and it
1: just goes to show you too, like actually how much effort goes into." Having that many followers on a platform like yeah, that, because it is their entire life. They from the time They're they wake videos up, to the daily. Girls, yeah, like, yeah, and yeah, that that's crazy. That yeah, that blows my mind too. But also, like, there is a I just found out a um influencer like apartment complex going up in Nashville now.
0: Oh, um, that seems like that, I can't believe there's not already one there. Like that's, that's...
1: crazy. Like what?
0: <laughs> yeah. Nashville's that very city. much, so Nashville's definitely yeah. that city, yeah uh, for In- sure
1: influencer based, yeah,
0: yeah, I have such a I have such a weird relationship with Nashville because I love it, you know, so much, it's like where I'm from, it's my base, but that city it, me and my husband left just because it's it was I don't know, it was just turning into something that was like, oh, what's happening, you know, it's gonna be a very touristy attraction and like but to the point where it was like a little gimmicky, and um, I feel like Nashville's national's at the baby stages of like becoming. In L.A., you know, it's, it's, so it's like it's not quite there yet. Dude, and I think it's, it's what's on, kind of like wor-
1: worse about it, too, is um, a lot of people feel more um, important here. So they don't go to L.A., so they come to Nashville. And that's kind of like the worst.
0: Yeah. Well, and also, too, it's in the middle of the, of the South.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, <not too.
0: laughs> like that's what I think, too. Is like, I love Nashville. Like Nashville is super progressive, but I feel like. Like Tennessee in general, I you know, don't respond to really well state I'm super liberal. So it's just like I'm like I was like, Oh, what's happening here? Like it was like driving me crazy a little bit. And I feel like that still was infected in Nashville. Even though Nashville's super liberal, it's like that was still getting in, you know. Not in Chicago. That's- and it's like I feel like I'm in a bubble here. It's like, you know.
1: Yeah, it is. And we I mean my friends talk about that all the time. We'll be like, you know thinking oh we're in nashville and you know we're living in like east nashville which is even more you know kind of hipster and and a little bit more to the left and free thinkers and whatever and then every now and then something snaps you right back into reality like oh yeah we're in, we're in tennessee
0: <laughs> i remember my husband my husband had moved down he uh, was living in toronto when we met and he moved down to nashville uh to be with me and uh he made, we were there for like six months and this guy, we're walking downtown holding hands and this old man, not in an aggressive way, but just like, why are you boys holding hands? And my husband was just like, cause he's from Canada where it's just like, he's been in Vancouver and then Toronto and he's just never like even encountered anything like that. And he was like, what, what did you say? Just like, what, like what's going on here? So he made it about two years there and he was like, honey, I love you. We've got to move. <laughs> to oh, a bigger city. Oh He's like, I'm God. sorry. We have to. So, and I was ready to go you
1: you in East Nashville. Yes, I do live in
0: East Nashville. Cool i yeah. was on holly street for almost eight years
1: okay awesome i do i do love east nashville and i do love the friends that i have met here absolutely um, I have
0: my my circle of friends like my core like honestly the reason why i even started this podcast and uh we actually just talked about it in the last episode i did we my group of friends calls ourselves third shift it's just been a long time thing Uh, I just did an episode about it, but that's Nashville. Honestly, like formed the best relationships I've ever had. So,
1: oh, that's so cool. I've I've said that a lot too. That like I've lived in LA, I've lived in uh, um, you know all these different places where music or entertainment is the center focus, and I have not come as far as in the you know whatever the last decade of me pursuing this as I have in the last two years that I've lived in Nashville just because of the support and the camaraderie amongst artists here, it's unmatched in any other. No, place.
0: it absolutely is. Yeah. I feel like in, in other cities, like in New York with Broadway or theater and stuff like that. And in LA, it's, it's become so like cutthroat. animalistic and so yeah, cutthroat and national. It still is that, you know, very much. So, because, like a lot of people come there and they don't really know what they're doing and how to make it happen. And, you know, they just help each other out. And so, yeah, I, more, I do. It's agree more that.
1: affordable. Like it's more, you know, family based, like a lot of, songwriters and musicians and artists alike will you know buy houses and start families it's not as like it's like it's not as serious here (laughs) kind of songwriting
0: songwriting too if you're like if you're a songwriter Nashville is just it's such an incredible place to be I mean like there's such insane talent there it's totally I would yeah I concur with that so tell me about um ew like like how did it come about
1: Oh, it's such a great story. I mean, it, it's a simple story. It's not a great story. But I um, I just got home, actually, from a trip visiting the producer who wrote that song with me. And we love talking about how easy that song came to fruition. Because the producer for it, who co- co-wrote it with me, um, his name is John Ke- Cubby. He goes by Cubby. He's in this band, Stoplight Observations, um, who I... Just adored in Charl. When I was my time living in Charleston, um,
0: I love Charleston too. Charleston's such a cool little city. Yeah, so it's, it's awesome.
1: Yeah, and I just um, I moved. I'm from South Carolina, so I ended up moving to Charleston right after my tour in Ch- in China. Kind of at a loss for what I was supposed to do and where I was supposed to go next. My life just kind of abruptly came to a weird place of I have. I have no clue what I'm doing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I can relate to that.
1: So I moved to Charleston. I had a a friend there who helped me write songs. Basically, ironically enough, he's the guitar player for Hootie and the Blowfish randomly met him. Yeah. He took me under his wing. He was like, you know, you need to learn how to write songs in a different way. You need to learn how to play a new instrument. You need to start playing, you know, open mics. Basically, just start over, like get better at your craft and start over. And so I, he took me under his wing. I moved to Charleston and um, he was at the time managing this band, Stoplight Observations. And I heard their music and I was like, this is the guy, whoever is producing and writing their stuff. That's the guy. You
0: said Stoplight Observations?
1: Yeah. And they're more of a rock band. Funny enough, I kind of like begged this guy for years two years like please work with me please work with me and he just kept saying no he was like on tour it was whatever it was just like it never worked out i was like in my two-year mark in charleston and i was like there's just there's not a lot here for me and i wasn't making the yeah
0: it's a cool little town but for what you were doing it just
1: wasn't pop music friendly for sure and i everyone kind of saw me as this blonde girl who could play guitar and oh you should just be like you know your singer songwriter and i was like there's this huge like part of me like pop star part of me that who dances and who's kind of controversial and like um raunchy (laughs) yeah no
0: honestly well that's well I was so gravitated to you because like to see an artist like you in Nashville because I'm you know living in Nashville for so long it's like I knew the singer-songwriter I knew the girl I knew the girl that had moved there from you know Oklahoma that was trying to be a country singer like that was like everybody that moved there you know so when I saw you and my friend showed me that video and then I like delved more into your work it was like it's it's so cool to see the city starting to get that, you know, and like start like like that's really like it needs that
1: totally. thank you for that. and yes, I do believe that like there's so many different artists here, so many different types of artists here, and way more so than it used to be. and I feel like I moved here at the perfect time, and I well interestingly enough, I like when I was reaching that point in Charleston I visited Nashville cause I was, I was just like, I got to figure out where I'm going after this. I don't know if I'm mo- going to move back to LA, New York, just financially didn't really make sense. So I was like, I'm going to go check Nashville out and just see, um, and then I ended up meeting with, it was like an A&R dude from from Warner Brothers, um, who was a friend of a friend. I was like, I just want to pick your brain. We got coffee. I kind of told him where I was at. And he was like, you should move here with music if you can, or you're going to be kind of lost an identity when you get here and you're going to be really like desperately trying to find producers to work with. And you don't want to move here desperate. That was so
0: awesome of you to like meet with him because that is like, I mean, like I said, living in that town for so long, I just saw all these people come to the city. Like, you know, it, and you can. it's amazing. Like wanting to move somewhere and, and have a dream, but like coming prepared, especially nowadays, it's like, that is just so key. It's so crucial. Like nationals, not that you know, you go and play guitar on the side of the street now and just get discovered by you know, you if you come prepared and you come ready and like knowing what you want to do, like that's how you can make it in that city. Like it's still, it's still very viable in that city. I think.
1: Yeah, it was. It was so such great advice. And ironically enough, I went, I went back to Charleston after that meeting, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna contact Cubby one more time and ask him if he'll... Because I was like, there's no one else in Charleston that I want to work with. I had worked with so many producers at this point and I was not not liking the music that I was creating. So I was like, I'm going to ask him one more time. If he says yes, then I'm going to stay in Charleston and, and finish up these songs that I've written. I'm going to make the music with him. If he says no, then I'm just... I, there's nothing else for me there. I'm just going to move to Nashville. And he said yes. So we ended up making basically all the songs that I've been putting out except for bloody love song. Um, all of them that I've been putting out thus far, we made, we made them together. And so
0: O's, O's and all that was made in Charleston.
1: O's my baby hates me. Um, ew and bad apples were all made in Charleston. So, and it was interesting because we both are visionaries in the way that we're very stuck to the vision. Like both of us, that's why I, I, I love his work. So it took us a long time to trust each other collaboratively. So the music took a really long time to create. And we got through O's and we got through My Baby Hates Me and we got through a couple other demos we did together. And... I had already put, like, I was already moving to Nashville at this point. This was like a week before I, we were finishing up my music and I had already decided I was leaving and I had an apartment and I was like, it was like a a couple days, literally from me leaving. And I still didn't have, I like, I, I was like, there's one song that we, that I need, I need like a first song to put out for this collection of songs. And I just don't have it yet. And we're like running out of time. So I came to him just, and it was like the the element of, we don't have time to overthink this, so we're just going to have to go. That was what produced Ew. I came to him, I have this crazy idea, um, and I don't know where it's going to go, but I really want to write a song like Biffity Boppity Boo. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, all right. So he started playing literally the same like 30 minutes of us going back and forth he brings up this circus beat and he starts playing which is like the hook and ew i was like that's kind of dope and i just naturally started singing in this like russian french accent that i'm singing in just naturally and we both were kind of like that's kind of cool. And he laid down. (laughs) Wait a minute. Ew. (laughs) Well, so he laid down this like beat, like it was like a, it was like 45 seconds of music. And he was like, take this home and see what you write on top of it. So I ended up writing the verses like in 20 minutes. And in this accent, I was like, I'm just, I guess at this point, I'm just committing to singing in this accent.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And,
1: um, I took it to him and I was like, the next, very next day, I was like, this is kind of weird. And I had written the the chorus. I'd written the verses in the chorus. Um, that was just, I'm finding, I'm finding, I'm finding these feelings for you. Like that whole part. And I was like, but I don't know what happens after it. And he was like, is it bippity boppity boo after it? And through this weird back and forth, we were like, it's, it's like kind of like ew, like it's ew or ew. ew. It's vivid, it is exotic, ew. ew.
0: <laughs> it's like right there, yeah. You're like it's saying right it. There. And you're like, oh no, that's that's it, yeah. <laughs>
1: We were, like, That's awesome. jumping up and down, like, in the studio. Just recorded it right there. It was just the easiest. All of it made sense. There was no arguments from either one of us. Um, it was just the best collaborative process I've ever had.
0: Yeah, I love—it's one of my favorite things to talk with artists, just about, like, how songs come about. I uh, interviewed a girl, her name's Shad Goudreau, from L.A., and uh, she has a song called Nuh-uh, and I was like, you know, I, like, it's like my favorite song by her. And I'm like, nah, like, how did you guys? And she was like, she's like, honestly, I like, she like writes for bigger people. And she was uh, trying to write a song for Blackpink. And she like had this idea. And she was like, I was just sitting in my bathtub and I had this like, she's like, I don't know why. But it was like, Huckleberry, Finna, like, getcha, like, Finna, do something. And she's like, and it just like kind of led from there. And she literally went into the studio with one of her other writers. And he was like, nah, that's not going to work. And like, that's, they just like made that song. I'm like, <laughs> That is the best. And she like literally finished it and she was like she was like, This isn't a K-pop song. She's like, I'm gonna keep this one.
1: Oh, that's amazing. That's always how the best ideas come about, I think. It's like a lack of thinking and more of just a interception of the idea and running with it
0: because you see a song you see a title like ew, or you see like a title like and you could just be like okay come on but then you like, hear like how it just like actually came about so naturally and like that's like that's a song <laughs> like that's how that happened, and that's
1: know? it yeah and a lot of times too i will have title ideas for songs first before i have That's what she
0: said too yeah, yeah.
1: and sometimes that idea of like a not or and you know we didn't have ew but like something like i had my baby hates me actually first that evolves into some of the greatest songs that you'll that you'll write
0: another thing i love about your body work too is like it's interesting to hear that you did all those with this one this guy because like i feel like i'm very drawn to your work because it's like all you don't you're not just like coming out with the same song over and over again you know what i'm saying like it's like that song like ew compared to o's compared to bad apple like which almost is like a little more like rock country-ish I just like, I love that. It's just, it's, it's interesting.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Every song I like is a little bit different and I kind of just intend on keeping it that way for as long as I can. Please. Like, every idea. Is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone says like, I don't want to be put in a box and all that. And I just really don't think I would survive in a pop box. Like it, it's got to just be whatever idea comes to me in that moment. That's
0: what we're doing. If you were, you know, not making things you were happy with or, you know, people were responding to it, but like you're making, you're making bangers. So I would, I would stay on that path.
1: Thank right. you. I, appreciate <laughs> that. I, would, I would, I
0: would do that. I would personally appreciate it.
1: <laughs> I'm going to write that down in my, in my notebook. All right. I am making bangers. So we're going to continue making
0: bangers. 1000%. That's it. Just put on your vision board.
1: Love it. I will.
0: <laughs> I liked you. You talked about like just persistence, persistency with, um, you know, talking with him because I feel like sometimes too, that's like really what or gets in people's way is just, you know, Oh, that that's unattainable or I can't do that. Cause I remember when I landed my first interview for this, um, it was with Noga Erez who I have like been obsessed with for so long. And my husband's like obsessed with, and I was like, you know, I'm just gonna reach out to her and just like, see, I featured her on the show and like getting that and people being like, how did you get in? It's like, I just asked her, you know, I just like, I just like reach out to everybody I feature and you know, I want to talk to them. I'm excited about their music. So it's like, I feel like sometimes people hinder themselves by not just like reaching out or, or just trying going yeah, for it. Exactly. That's cool.
1: You have to just try. Like that has always been a motto of mine, especially when it comes to reaching out to people that you want to work with in any way. Like it doesn't matter what stage or what level you're at, you know, like you just have to try. Like there's so many great creative relationships that come from just a DM
0: are An email, a thousand percent. Yeah, you know, because for me it was like, you know, it was like it was intimidating, you know, because I'm looking at these people like even you or like any artist I feature. It's like I'm I'm a fan of your work, so you it's intimidating. But then you realize that you know I'm just like asking to talk to you about your music and you know and, and like and pump it up to people. Like- <laughs>
1: yeah, and and it's the same thing with other artists. If you're a fan, like that's me. You know, when I reach out to producers and other songwriters I want to work with, it's just it's coming from a fan. Like, hey, I like what you do you know you'll be surprised how many people love hearing that and just okay you like what i do I'll, i'd i love to work with someone who likes what i do you know well
0: because my show i mean this show literally that's like the point of the show is like every week i feature you know different artists that i'm currently listening to and people tune in to you know to hear about those people and and you know the music that they're making so um yeah so i was just asking you about like what the future holds for you right now you said you're shooting music videos and then i'm also like curious about live performances if that's if anything's happening in that arena, because I am so ready to go back to live shows. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, I, <laughs> it's <killing> me. <laughs> I
1: know. I actually um, went to my first live show a couple weekends ago, and it was incredible. It was um, actually in Charleston. Your
0: first live show ever? No, just since the. Pandemic. Oh, I was like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it was amazing. The energy was electric. So the future, my my biggest goal is to play live shows. I don't have anything booked at the moment. Looking like for the rest of the year, I'm going to be finishing putting out this collection of songs um, and kind of immediately going into some new releases that are kind of like rebranding me in a new way. Not really rebranding me, um, but just kind of laying to rest what's been happening and just going Kind of heavy and hardcore on to just putting out music really consistently and not kind of overthinking releases anymore. Just putting out a lot of music. Um, got some like possibly some cool new projects with some cool people. I can't really talk about yet. But other than that, you know, my goal is to play live shows. So whenever that opportunity comes, put that out there. Yeah,
0: um, I'm like I'm like have to reach my little tentacles out here in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, um, I would I, um... love to see you live. That'd be awesome.
1: Actually, Chicago is my most listened to city um, in Sp- on Spotify, so that's definitely going to be one of the first
0: stops. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Chicago and Nashville just have this like innate relationship with each other. It's it's like always been that way.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize that until we started looking into it, but it, it seems like it.
0: I feel like when we were moving here, it was like so many people from Chicago were moving down to Nashville, and now I have friends from Nashville because it's getting a little expensive. They're moving here to Chicago, so I think it's just like, the, cl- the closeness, I think, but... The music scenes too, like Chicago's got such a. That's why I'm like chomping at the bit to go back to live shows because they have just such amazing venues here, and like some of the people that come through Chicago, like I never could have seen in Nashville. It's it's awesome.
1: Here we go, summer. Yeah, let's do it. Live music.
0: <laughs> Get that new music together. Yeah. <laughs> had you seen a disney movie or just <laughs> that no, like how did that pop into your I, head
1: i truly don't remember and i normally remember every origin story of an <laughs> idea but i don't remember all i know is that i'm a big 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 musical fan preach and yeah like it's same like chicago is like has Nearly inspires every single thing
0: I do. I saw it on Broadway with with Kevin from the Backstreet Boys. Oh my god! And I literally was like the twenty-two-year-old gay boy watching Kevin from the Backstreet Boys in in one of my favorite musicals. I was like, "This is what heaven's like."
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love that. So and I just typically really am drawn to like classic nursery rhymes and like musicals and just things that you just like, I would say most pop artists or just artists in general, like probably don't revert back to like just like Humpty Dumpty, like things like that, that are just so
0: that's exciting. Yeah, they're
1: so classic to me, and they're so perfectly written.
0: Well, and it touches people too. Like, it can hit that thing in somebody. That's like, you know, like even when I heard that, I'm like, like it just innately hit that thing where I was like, oh, like I'm, I'm a Disney kid. Yeah, like, I love. That. I actually, <laughs> you know? now that we're
1: talking about it, I might have been watching Willy Wonka. It was the Oompa Loompa song, I think maybe that originally made me go down kind of like a classic nursery rhyme disney.
0: Do you know Remy Wolf? I did her yeah. I featured her on this on your episode. She oh my gosh, one of her like first videos, she, she her videos are insane. And in, in, in the, the best way. Like she just like she does not care. She's going to do whatever she wants to do and I love that about her. But one of her first videos, it's like for like I think her first like 5 videos it was just her but she like made herself every single character. Like she literally just like digitally like created like all these things of herself. And there's one where she was literally all the Oompa Loompas, And it was just like, I remember watching it being like,
1: Oh my God, that's amazing. Did I take
0: acid? Like what is happening right now? Like <laughs> it was, it's so nuts, but so creative. It's so that's cool, so. so
1: cool. I'm going to have to go watch that.
0: Oh, you should check it out. Yeah. It's definitely it's a sight to see.
1: Amazing. I've always said that I'm more creative when you give me a box to create in. You're like, you know, you have to make the most use of, what what you could do in these four walls, then versus like you have unlimited resources, you can do whatever you want. Oh, I don't even, I don't even know where to start.
0: Too much pressure, yeah. And then I
1: think like once you get used to doing that, it's so exciting that. I feel like I I've, I probably could relate to her in that way. The I'm, people
0: like you, like, they just they want to create, they want to do the, you know, they want to make something true to themselves and they want to work, they add I it love like, that. constantly, you know? That's like, amazing. Like, they love what they're making. Yeah, like, that's, and like, for me, as a consumer, it's like, that's the kind of artist I want to listen to, that's kind of the live show. Oh my God, when I go to a live show and I can tell the artist, like, loves their music and they love, you know, they're not, like, tired of singing this for the hundredth time, they, like, love it because they made it and it's theirs. It, like, that is... Exciting. totally
1: I, I could not agree with that more it just it bleeds through like it you can it's infectious you know someone's passion for their for what they're doing like but for me
0: as a as a music lover and consumer it's like i respond to the people that they blew up because they loved what they were doing so much and people responded to that so well and then because of that they just wanted to keep making that you know in their own vision their own way for those people they're like making it still for them and totally
1: I that. yeah i completely agree with that so
0: cheers to doing that (laughs) okay yeah do it keep doing it and guess what it's gonna happen i promise you that (laughs) that's
1: right thank you
0: my whole podcast is kind of based on um a game that me and my friends created years ago called category is people will present a category i have people give me the song that they would give for that category every podcast episode is pretty much a category i want it to be totally from them and like you know from their perspective i'm gonna ask you two categories and i want you if you don't mind to give me your responses okay. but the first one and this i asked pretty much everybody this one it was my first episode that i did and it was uh artist that made 2020 a, a little less of a dumpster fire oh
1: oh my goodness who
0: were you listening to in 2020 that made the year a little bit better because it was a it was definitely a dumpster fire of year
1: my immediate um <laughs> there's two my immediate like without thinking my brain went to harry styles <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that album was just so incredible to me, but I think it came out in 2019. And just him too. And he's amazing.
0: Yeah. God, he's amazing. just like he's yeah, really just doing his own thing. And I love that. Yeah.
1: Um, I would say second to that though, who was so 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 inspiring to me musically, um, is this artist Labyrinth? I don't know if you know who he is, but Labyrinth. Is he a rapper? He raps. He sings. He produces. Um, he scored. He scored the Euphoria soundtrack.
0: Oh my God. Yes. Okay. I know yeah. exactly. Oh my God. That that show's soundtrack is. It's everything it's beyond it is genius it is like honestly one of the best soundtracks for a show like every scene this, the scene where they're at the fair or the um, carnival. I mean, I, me and my husband watching that episode were just like, what, what is happening to our lives with the <laughs> I music know. right now? It was, it's amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. So I'll go with those two. This is really my secret way of just like getting new music. It's just so, now we've built like built it this big thing and I like, sometimes we we'll have 20 people playing. I'm like, who's that? Who's that? I'm just writing everything down.
1: Hey, I don't blame you.
0: Okay. The, the second one I wanted to do, this is, I think, is the third episode I did. It was the Mean Girls one. And so the category was, I'm not a regular beat. I'm a disgusting beat. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what I, like, when I say disgusting me, <gasps> like, in the, like disgusting in a good way, like, oh, that's nasty. Yeah. Like, you hear it and you're like, oh, I like that.
1: <laughs> the immediate one that comes to mind. I'll be like thinking of a second one too, but it's called Mount Everest. So check that song out. Mount Everest?
0: Yeah. 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 I, like literally right when okay, we get yeah. off here. It's that's
1: that's incredible. That. Another one that was kind of like, ooh, this beat's dirty. It was, a, it, I actually did find it on TikTok. It was that Rose's song, the I'm a Beck remix. It's like roses do you
0: know who sings it
1: saint john
0: like finding out how much actual music is being produced and made it's like it It will will honestly melt your brain it's so and it's it's so so crazy
1: great now because so many people can make it in their bedrooms (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. Whereas before they were just like singing in their bedrooms and they couldn't like get it out to anybody. Now people literally they can sit in their car if they want to.
1: And that's the end of this episode. <laughs> they create their whole album
0: in their car and then blow it up on TikTok, all in one, all in one fell swoop. All you need is a car. <laughs> I love that full circle moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We really did. We really brought it all the way back. That's so funny. It was so awesome to talk to you. You're lovely.
1: You too. Thank you, and thank you so much for having me on and for all the kind words and support. It means the world to me. So. Thank you. Oh my
0: gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. Please uh, just uh, keep doing what you're doing and um, know that there are people out there like, you know, with all the music in the world, um, I found you because you're making badass content. (laughs) Maybe
1: we can do a a part two once I start putting new stuff out. Oh my God,
0: please. Yeah. Anytime. Thank you so much, Emily. It was so nice to meet you. Have a great night. Okay. Thank you. You too. All right, y'all. That was the lovely Miss Emily deal. Thank you so much, Emily, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And I'm just like so excited to see what the future holds for you. And I'm excited to see what bangers you come out with next, okay? Uh, Guys, uh, her music can be found on most major streaming platforms. So, please go follow and support her on Apple Music and Spotify. Also, please go um, support her on her social pages. Her handle on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok is at emilydeal. So, that's E M. I-L-Y-D-E-A-H-L. Yeah, so go show her some love on those pages. And um, I'm not going to lie to y'all. Her TikTok is a pretty fire. So I would go and check that out immediately. Also, guys, please make sure you're tuning in this whole month of June. As I said, we're going to uh, feature a bunch of LGBTQ plus artists. And I'm just really excited about it. There's some amazing freaking talent out there that I'm ready to show you guys. And guys, as always, please tell your friends, family, social media followers, interpretive dance crew members, all of your exes, and that one Facebook troll you don't block because their crazy comments are just too entertaining to delete. You know the one. About the show, if you like it. Or you know what? Even if you don't, because who knows? Maybe they will. All right, guys. I'll meet y'all here on Friday as I kick off the Pop Music for Smart People Pride Series. Bye. Bye! (laughs) Water is well done.